Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. From Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode... Fill in the blank, Ian. 641. Two. Two. <laughs> 642 is what I also was going to say. We are joined by two dads two that I happen to know. A couple of dads. A couple of dads. We thought this is the dad bod show today. We thought, yeah. I mean, we all have dad bods. We've all got it right. Some of us didn't have to pay the price of having a child to do that. Or preparing. Uh, I would know <laughs> the dad no. bot is free. I'll tell it you really what, because nobody would pay for Just, it. It's it's the, it's actually it's actually the stock model. You got to pay for the <laughs> upgrades. That's for sure. It is a stocky model. So, You're not wrong. I want to thank I want to thank you guys for coming today. So we have on the show the Dear Old Dads podcast, which is Thomas, Tom, and Eli. You guys have a brand new show called Dear Old Dads. We're going to talk about this new podcast. I want to start out by asking you. Why did you have kids? <laughs> what, what, what would be the reason to like even have kids, first of all? And then we could get into the whole podcast thing yeah, afterwards. The show's like, not even the... happening now. This was just Cecil. Like, I just need to know why did you do it? <laughs> it wouldn't be the whole audience, but a part of our audience would love if you just picked up your camera and walked around your house pointing at nice things. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? <laughs> Look see how this? clean it is. It. I'm gonna break it and buy a new one. Blah. This this I has no crayons that. on it. <laughs> yeah. Do you see? No you guys, crayon stains. I will tell you that I've 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 noticed a lack of sticky things in Cecil's house. <laughs> For well, 25 years. I, I don't know where he puts that stuff, but I will say the yeah. general Yeah, we don't vibe. have people in that room. Yeah. <laughs> be fair, everything in my house was sticky before. <laughs> yeah, you had a pug. Everything yeah, exactly. had like a thin layer of slobber on it already. We recently moved, and when we got a new house, within a week, there's stickers on every wall, crayon, uh, <laughs> One, uh, one of them, Arlo, I can't remember if it was Arlo or Phoebe, went up the stairs and just drew on the wall on the way up the oh stairs. Oh my so God, I hate line. that so much. Nice, nice. That's <laughs> the good uh, stuff. Yep. That's this the good stuff. There's amazing parenting moment where for two seconds when a friend 
who doesn't have kids walks into your house. It's just two seconds. For the, you have two seconds of clarity at what a piece of shit your house has become. <laughs> you just look from them. Because yeah. you, you start to yeah. go into the old social function of like, oh yeah, take off your shoes. And then you realize that if they take off their shoes, <laughs> they'll go into the pile of bananas my son has been stepping in. So it's like, no, you know what? Keep your shoes on and try to avoid the you know open. In my house, same rule as a public restroom. Uh, Keep your yeah, shoes exactly. on for your safety. It's yeah. it's so funny because I have a, there's a couple that Tom and I are very close with, and they had a kid about four or five years ago. Their their little daughter. She's the sweetest little thing, but it's so funny. You go to their house now. When you went over to their house before, like these, this is a couple that we had yeah. traveled with, like all over the world. Like we're you know they're they're they they didn't have kids until they were much later into their marriage and into their into their lives. And they have a kid now and you walk over and the entire house, you cannot fit another toy in that house. Nope. Like you yeah, literally, right. yeah. I don't care what you do. You could like, like, you know, like Tom and Jerry, put your back against the toy <laughs> to try to push it in and it's impossible. It is embarrassing. Every surface it's embarrassing. is covered with a different toy. There's toys everywhere. It is absolute chaos in you the house. That in comparison to like Pacific, four years ago. You know that Different. Great Pacific garbage patch? That's that's my that's my house yeah. with toys. It's just yeah. it's it's just I can, yeah. we literally clean up by I'll get a bin just like get any like mm -hmm. a wheelbarrow anything just any like a, a fucking oil drum a bin and a power washer yeah. and just <laughs> we just throw stuff in there just throw it all in there and then I you know what we do because we're trying to get ready you know like as you say to have somebody over or something we do all that we go upstairs to their little playroom and I dump it. I just, yeah. I go, I dump it and then I go back down like I'm bailing water yep. out of the boat. <laughs> yeah. Pile of toys, dump in their playroom. Pile of toys, dump. Uh, it's embarrassing. I'm so embarrassed uh, by it. Well, thank so, you. Uh, thank you both for validating what I had to say. <laughs> and it's always like, underneath it is always like the cream half of an Oreo just yep. faced up <laughs> fucking hair. <laughs> See, you guys, God. you guys have young kids though. Like we're at a place with our kids where they're older, where they're, there's parts of the house they're just not allowed in because I like that part of the house too much. Like they're That's just like- the studio like, for me. Yeah, for, for like well, there's not allowed in the basement. Like the kids cannot go in the basement. They used to be actually their playroom. We gave them the basement, they trashed it. And we're like, all right, if you do it again, you, you'll lose basement. And like, it's a nice <laughs> finished basement. And they trashed it again. And I was like, all right, all your shit's gone. All your shit goes away. The basement's mine. <laughs> They're not allowed in the basement. That's my space now. I love it. You can't go down there. It. They have to ask me. I'll get a text message from my kid. Can I go in the basement to get something? I'm like, no. 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 Because no. you lost basement you never privileges. never will see that thing again. For years. It's been Over. years. I know. That's an impressive away. alibi, Absolutely Tom. Not. That's an impressive <laughs> alibi. I, 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 you know, I think a lot of people will believe that. Yeah. He says that to the police too when they, they don't go in the basement. It's too messy. Yeah. They lost basement privileges. <laughs> <laughs> they messed it up when you let that, yeah. when they caught and the pit. It was a chalk outline. They drew chalk all over it. <laughs> okay. So, no, but seriously, Sean. you guys decided to start a podcast. What's the podcast about and why did you decide to start it? I don't know. I'll pick uh, Thomas. Oh, uh, the podcast. Dear old dads. Uh, I, I, we've said it before, I think everybody had this idea independently, but Tom was the one who finally like got us all together. And we all, what was funny is we all three had a different kind of idea of like, yeah, I've, I, in the back of our heads, like, ah, I want to do a, some sort of parenting podcast. And then we all three had to like combine that together into a show that is kind of a blending of those three ideas. And it's super cool because it's, I don't think the show is exactly what any one of us pictured. But no. it's all, it's a, it's a great like mix of, of what we wanted. 
And uh, I love it. It is just so much fun to record. It's an absolute joy because, uh, you know, uh, there are people who like kids, Cecil. I, I, it's hard to... Um, <laughs> We could try to explain it, but uh, <laughs> two out of three of the hosts of Dear Old Sounds. Friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds awful. Genuinely terrible. And we tackle, so, you know, uh, lots of cool topics. Go ahead. <laughs> I let the silence I go. Until- I mute Thomas. You let now. it go. You let it go. I was going to jump in there. You let it go. I wanted to talk though, like, like when you guys do this, I was, I was thinking about it earlier. Our show and, you know, to extend every one of our shows has this this sort of feeling like it's (laughs) (laughs) thank you for saying it out loud. Every one of our shows essentially has a, uh, an implicit set of ethics that it follows. Right. So we all sort of implicitly tell people what our ethics are based on news stories or movies we watched or, you know, uh, working our way through legal arguments. There's all this ethics stuff that we sort of bring out implicitly, but this is a moment for you guys to explicitly talk about not just your ethics, but your advice about how to instill those ethics on a child. I want to ask, I'm going to ask Tom this. Tom, does it make you more vulnerable? And is it a more vulnerable process than what we do on this show? I think for me, it absolutely is. Yeah, I think I think it's something that... Um, that that I've I've been finding out and discovering as we go through the show is that there's no way to talk about your family and there's no way to talk about your like your deeply held personal values in a way that has really any fair distance. You 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 really face two choices. You I can you can either self censor by omission and say like all right that I'm going to just exclude sure. this topic or I'm just going to like tell a half of the story and there's some of that that you do because like. Some shit about the kids is private. My kids yeah, are older. They right. have a right to some privacy. Sure. They're not like babies at this point. Um, so there's some of that. But like all of this is like, hey, like here's not just what I think about something, but here's how I feel. And that is an, that is an inherently more vulnerable process. And it is absolutely a more vulnerable show. And you just have to decide, I guess, I just have to be all right with that. Yeah. Like here yeah. it is. Like. Come at me, I guess, if you don't like it. So, <laughs> what about you? It's guys? been interesting. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Because the the other thing is like, it's not just like how you deeply feel about a thing with no reservations and barely jokes to cover it up. It's also what you're gonna do afterwards, right? If I review a movie and I'm like, Tom Hanks looks like a hat board made out of whip the wow, and someone's like, I didn't enjoy that <laughs> metaphor. I'm like, that's fine. You're not real. But I, that's just how I raise <laughs> my boy. So when someone's like, actually, I disagree with how you raised your boy. I'm like, I would murder you for him. So you have to, you can't adjust. it's very hard to adjust. Yeah. The parasocial content doesn't I work bet, super. Man. I bet, I bet. Thomas, you feel the same way? Um, I think I'm a little different just because my shows have always been a little different. You know, I've never, I don't do anything scripted. It's never been, I, you know, like Eli's other shows and, and I think, you know, Citation needed to a certain extent and other shows you guys do are pretty scripted. I, I think I've just always not really had a filter. I think everybody knows this about me. Um, and so, I don't know, I've always been kind of out there just willing to just say whatever and talk about what's going on and and my, you know, most intimate feelings about things. And uh, so it's not that much of a change for me, but I will say, I think one good thing about the show is there's not a whole lot of us saying like, Hey, don't do this except for like hitting your kids. You know, that's obviously we're like, Hey, don't fucking sure, hit your kids. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of it is you just us talking about, 
<laughs> a lot of it is just us talking about like, here's what I'm doing. And then the other two guys being like, yeah, here's, here's what I'm doing. And we're just kind of talking it through. It's not, it's not preachy, you know, it's just like, we're trying to work through a sure. lot of things ourselves and people can take what they want from it. Um, uh, or they can dish advice to us, which they do a lot of the time. Uh, and uh, you know, it's really, but it's really fun. I think a, a lot of the comments we've seen is just people for one, apparently there's no parenting podcasts where they, they they're that are explicit. None. We we're, the finally bringing we're the only one. We're the only one. The parenting we're, world. We're it. <laughs> we're going to fucking... I mean, no, that's that. We got to find a better way to say it. We're bringing children and fucking together. No, that's not... Uh, we'll no, work on it. I've seen a bunch of those that. jokes between like 2016 and 2018, and they did not go. <laughs> <laughs> he's on a list now, so he doesn't want to talk about it. This yeah. is why yeah. he's got to take a fucking FBI Amtrak to get anywhere. Hey, he's actually upstairs. <laughs> I can hear him. Like a fucking All right. I got a question. Situation. I got a question. Eli, of the three of you, who's the worst dad? Who's the worst dad? <laughs> who's the worst dad? Can we do that? No, 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 no. It's the three of you guys. Who's the three? It's definitely me, right? It's de There's what? something we're missing. No, here's the thing. Tom is telling us everything. Thomas is telling us everything, but we'll be three years into the show and I'll be like, what do you mean they need milk? <laughs> <laughs> like ever? <laughs> hey, you guys just hold your babies up in the shower like this and just sort of wait for them to pass out and that's how you do the bathing thing. Like I am, <laughs> as we horrifically discover moment to moment, I am basically an infant myself. Just lost in a low pre-recording this so podcast. I was asking Thomas to to tell me whether or not business expenses just got paid back to you by the government. Like, if they were just like well, <laughs> you bought four hundred pencils, so here's four hundred dollars worth of pencils. Like, I had no idea whether or not that was the case. So, in the long term, when we zoom out. We'll, we'll realize like, oh yeah, but you know what? It turned out Eli's heart was in it, but he was using microphone covers for diapers for three years. So I think we can all agree. <laughs> it's not an A for effort. <laughs> Thomas, who's the worst dad of the three of you? Eli. Oh, this is great. I don't know. I don't know what it's. Everybody's going to pick that's themselves and it's going to be lame. Uh, that's all I'm part saying. Part of the show. No, I pick it firmly. Fight each Eli. other. But, that's what I'm doing here. <laughs> I think we that, can help choose the reason I'm the worst. I'm, I'll go to the bad for that. <laughs> Everybody choose a different reason. <laughs> Have you seen what he dresses as? No, I don't. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's impossible to say. And one of the fun things about the show is we have all these plans for like what I'm going to do to help my kids do whatever. And then you, you know, you see your kids and you're just like, I don't know how the fuck any of that happened. Like, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I, th I think it's, I think you have to like take the long view. So, you know, the first one of our kids that, I don't know, murders somebody, we'll say like, what? that's the worst dad. We'll just say... <laughs> I was going to be continued because <laughs> every parenting group has the unignorable failure, right? If every friend, a group of parent friends, yeah, yes. right? Eventually, as the and kids you can't grow, say anything. no one says anything. But then, <laughs> twim twam, you're just like, hey guys, um, we can't we can't use the pool anymore because twim twam just runs right over and shits directly into it, and you just you just make all these adjustments. We're doing this in podcast form, episode four hundred. We're going to be like, yeah, so Max. 
was a bird again this week. And I don't know where he got all those knives, but you know, he cut himself some feathers and uh, went right off the roof. How's yeah. TB's doctorate going? I hear she's really struggling getting after the masters because I know that that's, that's tough. <laughs> all right, Tom. Where's dad? <sighs> I don't know. Like, I feel, and I, I know this is what you said, but like, I do feel like in a lot of ways, it's me. I'm the only one who's like, yeah, I kind of don't like doing this sometimes. <laughs> like <laughs> these guys, like these guys have like kids are like little and like, they're like still in this honeymoon are, phase. Hold on. Are little kids better though? No, oh, like, like so no, <laughs> no, no, immediately no, no. he's like, no, they're no, not better. They're not. No, they're, they're not so better. Great. No, they're literally no, the no, worst. Absolutely they're so not. great though. But, but your, but your first kid is way different than your second kid. Because like your first kid, we talked about fifth or whatever you're but, on. Like I don't know, yeah. but like at this point, I'm just like, fuck! I don't want to even learn their names. <laughs> like I just want to point at one of them and be like, pick up something. I'm just gonna put a like I don't even care what it is. Just yeah. pick up something. It's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, to be fair to Tom, we <laughs> chose to have all our children. Tom got Brady bunched. <laughs> right? Like you talk about here's the story. STIs in my day, but none of them were sixteen year olds. Man, well, you asked earlier, like how you know why did you become dad? Those be like I'm fucking irresponsible. That's like <laughs> like these guys are like oh I like plan for this and that. I'm just like yeah. it's true. I don't know. Yeah. Like mm. if I did good in there. <laughs> <laughs> I like I became a dad because I didn't not become a dad. Like yeah. you know, like so. Whoopsie! It's like that. Oh, I'm, uh, I mean, I, I love the kids, but oh my god! Yeah, I mean, sure. Ooh. Yeah, I love all my accidents. So <laughs> I got. I want to ask Tom. Wanted to name when the you guys second look one at, rhythm method. They wouldn't let <laughs> you guys look at like movies. When you think about movies, like the broad spectrum movies, is there a dad? that you look at in the movies and you think that's a good dad or that's a dad I would strive oh. to be. Is there any oh, hero a dads in the movies that you look at? And I even have an answer for this one and I'll go last, but I'm going to start with whoever's ready. So whoever wants to go, is there a hero dad that you would say, that's my guy. I would like to be that dad. <laughs> go ahead, Tom. I know you have a <laughs> Like, I'm such a shit head though. Like, like, hold on. No, Bill like, Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> The ultimate like, dad. I don't. I don't have a good answer. Like, but my, my, I was like, His kids go right. I, to I was sleep, laughing because I was like, well, Mister Incredible was fat and he got in shape, so like, I want to do that. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> sure. I, yeah, I really. Well, that's the thing about dad portrayal is there. You don't get a lot of good ones. It's the so comedy bad. is the bumbling idiot who can't do anything, or right? or right. up into like last year. Even if you tried to portray a good dad, it was like unknowingly and unwittingly sexist and terrible, you know, until like 10 years mm. ago. So it's, there's not a lot to choose from, but I think Eli is uh, signaling you I might have the one. answer. I thought of one and it's the perfect answer. Mel okay. Gibson from The Patriot. Oh, my oh God. I haven't I seen it. See what does he movie? do? Yeah. He, he like murders somebody. Someone kills his son and he kills everyone. Kills everyone. Oh, okay, oh, that's fair. Yeah. Liam Neeson yeah. from Taken. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Liam Neeson yeah. from Taken. Liam Neeson from Taken. Perfect Yeah. Like, here's, it, yeah. here's who I was thinking of, the dad from Juno, who like his daughter's pregnant and oh, he's like oh, great yeah. answer. really sweet yeah. about it great and like, answer. helps the kid out and like takes her to the ultrasound and like does all that work and stuff and like understands and doesn't like doesn't get all judging and, and judgy. Just right, like, yeah, but guys, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. Mel Gibson. If your teenage daughter <laughs> gives birth to the kid she gets knocked up with, you're not a great dad. 
All right. That kitchen, <laughs> that kitchen table talk needs to be 20 minutes longer. It needs to end at Planned Parenthood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ukulele she music. Did go to no, get that thing the fuck out of you. <laughs> she went you to Planned Parenthood and she was swayed by a sign. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't think I watched that movie because, yeah, I don't know. But does he yeah. really just not get an abortion because of a sign? She doesn't. She doesn't. Yeah, she, she like, changes oh, her mind or whatever. No. But she gives it up for adoption. And, and the all the people that are, like, pro-life can love it or whatever. But I just remember seeing the movie. I'm not... Uh, yes or no on the movie, I don't care. But I just remember the dad's portrayal. The dad was like, yeah. a good dad. Felt like a good yeah, dad. The dad totally. was legit. That's totally. a good answer. Yeah, that is better than Mister Incredible. Mister Incredible also, was pretty good. I like Marlon the Brando answer. in The Godfather. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know <laughs> that orange bit. It's a solid <laughs> bit. Fantastic. Look <laughs> how they massacred my boy. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, you know. There's yeah, so many bad dads. There really is a boss, lot of, you know, just there's yeah, a lot of bad dads though. When you yeah. think about it, there's you're yeah. you're absolutely right, Thomas, that they're they're depicted as bumbling. The other thing too is, you know, and I don't want to talk about like how bad guys have it, but genuinely, uh, you know, stay-at-home dads have an uphill battle too. Like that's a difficult thing too because they like I I know several of them that say like they get they're sort of like treated like glorified babysitters rather than actual mm -hmm. fathers. And I think that that probably bleeds over to fathers as well. But, you know, we got the patriarchy on our side, so we could take a little hit once in a while. Yeah. No big deal, True. you know? Yeah. The, the other side of that coin, though, is like, it's so easy culturally to be a good dad. The bar is so oh, low. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, right. the bar to be a good mom is actually so high, nobody's ever crossed it ever. Because, like, you, yeah. everybody makes it any, impossible. Do you guys have any single friends who are on, like, Tinder or whatever? And they talk about the guys, like girls, and they talk about the guys, the, how they act there. And you're like, the bar is so low. I asked my a friend so of mine, low. he's single. Yeah. I was like, what is it? I just asked her for fun. I was like, what, what is, you know, what's a good Tinder message when someone's trying to like hit on you? And she's like, oh, they just, well, for one, it doesn't have a penis. So that's, you know, to eliminate half of them, no, no penis <laughs> no. in it. And then uh, they have to say like hi and incorporate like a single thing in my profile to their Anything message. Anything about me. <laughs> it's like you have to get an <laughs> F plus on a school assignment to be to be a good dude on a dating app. It's similar with dads. Like it's it there's is. it's not a high bar. It's not a high bar currently. No, you like you get you get like an ir you like you get an irresponsible amount of points for like taking a kid to the grocery store. Like you take a kid to the grocery store and like the kid doesn't smell weird and like you accomplish grocery shopping. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and like people around you will look like, look at you like you fucking created cold fusion out of Fig Newtons. It's fucking and, outrageous. You did and, nothing. You did literally nothing. People ascribe beautiful tragedy to you. Right. You're walking through the store. Like, I, bet, I bet she died in a Car mining accident. accident yeah. and, Oh, I just go with it. The T Rex, and he tried to hold the doors for her, but he couldn't. And then my my wife's walking to the grocery <laughs> store, and they're like, "If this fucking woman doesn't move out of my way so I can get to the Oreos in the next three seconds, I'm going to shoot her with an air T-shirt." So true. <laughs> it is. Oh, I do catch myself um, being embarrassingly impressed with with stuff, and I shouldn't be. Where I'm like, "Man, I fed the kids, and I did this." I'm like, "Oh, that was just super basic. I really." Should not be impressed. <laughs> but I fed my children food and they went to bed. That's not, that's it's, really that's not too much. Really to be the expectations for men is so low that they made a whole movie that was called Three Men and a Baby, which was just, will they kill it? 
That was the point <laughs> of the movie. That's you can make three women and a baby. Will they no, kill they're it? They're just passing it back and forth, <laughs> shaking the shit out of it. It's like, don't oh even take God. it. It was yeah. a concept of a, of a blockbuster. Was, are they going <laughs> to kill this fucking baby? Probably. <laughs> Maybe. Three times what else? to kill a baby. <laughs> we don't know how we're going to fill the third act of the movie, but I mean... Uh, <laughs> if they made, if they made three women a and a coffin, baby, though, they would <laughs> rename it Too Many, Two Women, Too Many, and a Baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When are you guys stopping? Like, when is it done? When are you just finished having kids? Like, how many kids is too many kids? <laughs> Five ago. <laughs> <laughs> I have four. <laughs> cool. how, how many? How many do you have, Thomas? Your wife just just announced. How many will you have soon? Three. Uh, in Three. in December, it'll be our third, and then I'm getting the balls chopped off look, procedure. No, look at his lying eyes. Third look at his is. lying I'm, eyes. Third <laughs> is. I can see it already. <laughs> I can see it. This is gonna be a seven kid family. Oh. I'm gonna show you the paperwork, <laughs> my friend. Is enough. No, Eight you is are, enough. It, you better live stream your vasectomy, or I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. believe it. That's yeah. gotta be a patron. I'll special. tell you what. A lot of people want to see your balls, Thomas. So I think it would be a big hit. Big it's hit. True. Specifically <laughs> the balls. Specifically, I get so many messages. <laughs> but you so should many do it messages. on that thing that you were streaming Show some sack. <laughs> yeah. you, should, you should do that thing on that you Make were streaming Make it look in the face away, again. Scrunch <laughs> it off. That wing. My vasectomy is on the 19th. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So of you're just, month. that's it. You're, you I, created the perfect child and you're done. If There's she no could have rolled to upgrade. off the table and had me roll on for the vasectomy, she should have. If she could have gotten a two-for-one coupon, she was like, look, man, you got the scalpel out already. Get to work. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. All right, guys, where can people find your show? The internet. <laughs> wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, wherever you get your podcast. Oh, no, no, your no. old dads on podcast thingies. Yeah, what's that? What's that, Tom? Everywhere but Stitcher. Everywhere oh, but Stitcher. Yeah, fuck Everywhere but Stitcher. Yep. Everywhere but Stitcher. All right. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. Check out Dear Old Dads on all the places where you can get podcast stuff. We're going to put the link in the show notes this week. Thank you, Eli and Thomas, for coming on and telling us about your show. Thanks for oh, having thank us. Thank you, guys. Cecil. Thanks so much thanks, for guys. having us. I was walking down the street, minding my own affairs, when two policemen grabbed me uh, unawares. They said, is your name Bowser? I said, why, sure. They said, you're the guy we've been looking for. Sister comes from Newsweek. This is part of a, a broader yeah. category right. of stories. There's a lot so, going on, yeah. So before I before I give you the headline for this one, so the FBI, um, incidentally, the director of the FBI is a former Trump appointee. Yes, yeah, right? that's important to point out. So former Trump appointee is the director of the FBI. The federal judge um, that 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 uh, signed off on the search warrant uh, is a Trump appointee. So, oh, I didn't realize the federal judge was. Yeah, the federal judge has signed off on the search warrant that the that that that, that the, the FBI people, that the people are are saying they want to kill. Yeah, yeah, man. 
So this is how crazy it is, right? So the the, the FBI raided Trump's residence at Mar-a-Lago. It seems like it's archival related. Right. So when, when Trump left office, he, and there's no dispute about this, he took with him 15 boxes of materials. Yeah. Some of those materials he's returned because you can't just take shit. That's not your shit. When you say return, though, Tom, do you mean that he went to them and they said, hey, can you, we, I, I'm sorry, I mistakenly took oh, these, or did no. they follow him to fucking Florida, Florida and take them back? Yeah. Because that's what happened. That's what happened. And he took all kinds of shit. Yeah. So he took some shit he took was classified. He took also like a bunch of like gifts from fucking foreign leaders, mementos. Like none of that shit is actually yours. So like if you're the president and like I meet the prime minister of Japan and that guy gives me a fucking bowl or, you know, a gift or some ceremonial thing. That's not Tom's yeah. because I'm, pre that's America's. It goes in a fucking national archive. All that shit goes in the archive. Unless you're Trump, in which case he just keeps that shit and leaves. But here's, here's what you have to understand about a guy who comes into office with that kind of money and that kind of treatment his whole yes. life yes. is yes. you know when you watch when you watch the uh, <clears throat> when you watch the casino is a great uh, there's a great part in casino where a guy flies in from Japan and they give him a lot of money to to play they're like they give him a lot of money right. to start out and he gets, you know, he makes like a million dollars, then he quits, and then he takes all the linens in the hotel before he leaves, right? He thinks they're <laughs> his, right? They're just like, right, like right. these are all gifts for me. And I think Trump has always had a life that he's led that is basically like, everyone is giving me gifts all the time. When I go to a hotel, I just take stuff and nobody charges me right. because I am me. And right. I, and everything is first class or whatever. And that sort of mindset to him. That just, presumptive you know, it's ownership. At, exactly, shit. it's yeah. presumptive ownership. That's a great yeah. way to put it. And I think that's exactly what he did was he was just like, yeah, I'm just going to take the couch. Right, yeah. Because it's just like, you know, I like it. I'm going to take this portrait of yeah. Lincoln, you know, yeah. like whatever. Yeah. So he took all this shit and then they came back and they were like, hey man, you can't take that shit. And please don't take Like, this. so they took back a bunch of that yeah. shit, but it turns out he still kept some shit. So this story is from Newsweek. Trump suggesting FBI planted evidence confirms his guilt, according to lawyer. Also, yeah. no shit. Yeah. So Trump is like, I think Trump is trying to get ahead of this story, right? Because he immediately started like not tweeting because he can't fucking tweet, but putting truth missives at truth or truth or parlor did or whatever. What a fucking twat. Truth the parlor. Fucking. <laughs> he like telegram signaled yeah. his parlor truths or whatever he fucking did. <laughs> exactly. So like whatever evil nonsense apps that he uses for his fucking sycophantic right-wing terrorists that follow him. Like he put out a thing like, oh, the FBI broke into my shit. And they even broke into my personal safe. And isn't this terrible? And now he's saying stuff like, oh, you know, they, they wouldn't let, I thought this was hilarious. They wouldn't let any of my representatives or lawyers be on site while they were searching my place. So they were probably planting evidence. And that's just a way for him to deflect sure. the fact that they're going to find fucking sure. evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, Cecil, if the FBI broke into your house, they'd find nothing. Here's the thing. The FBI would never break into my house. Right. The FBI would never break into my house because they would have a search warrant to be let into my house. Right. That's the thing. Like I thought I thought about this. Like if if the if the cops or yeah, the FBI break, it's like this. We've talked about this before. If like they if like if somebody's like, I'm gonna put all the skeletons in your closet out on full view, I'd be like, 
The worst I'd she would do is embarrass me. I'd be embarrassed, but I wouldn't be. Right. I, I wouldn't go to jail. Right. And but the thing is, is though, is Trump is such a hypocrite because he believes this stuff too. If someone were to were to break into the house of one of his enemies, yes. he would say, "Oh, look at them. They they're trying to get it." They he would be saying the exact same thing. Hundred percent. He also, if you remember, and he did this this week. He also said years ago, if you plead the fifth, you're probably guilty. Oh, yeah. He, he had pled, a whole thing about it. the fifth this week like crazy. 400 times, 400 times, man. He's like, yeah. He was brought in by the attorney general of like New York or whatever to de be deposed. And he was just like, yeah, I'm, I just fucking, I'm not going to answer any of your questions. Also, this is a guy who explicitly tried to weaponize the Justice Department yeah, for his own political absolutely, gain. Absolutely. And now he's like pissing and moaning so about out. This being a weaponized justice department. And, it's funny and you're because, like, what? Because what you're hearing from the right, and I've been trying to pay attention to what the right's doing. Sure. Because you know, it's because this is this is one of those things that like I don't think a lot is gonna come from this. I know a lot of people are saying it's it could be the end or whatever. It's like I don't believe that anymore. No, I, I just don't believe I don't believe that. anything good anymore. I believe what I believe is that they're gonna they found what they were looking for. He probably had some kind of classified document or something that he shouldn't have had and they took it back. And then that's going to be it. Nobody's going to do anything about it. Nobody's going to fucking chase him down or whatever. Nobody, in fact, they probably wouldn't have never even told anybody if he didn't publicize this in a big way. Yep. Nobody would have ever yep. said anything. But instead, he made a big deal out of it because I think he thinks he's in trouble. So he wants to make a big stink because that way his followers come out and march in front of his house for hours. And he's fundraising on it. Yeah, absolutely. He immediately yeah, began immediately. fundraising it. Yeah. He immediately monetized that's a great, it. That's a great point, Tom, and you're right because he immediately wants to spin it on, I gotta make as much money as possible. Right. So there's this, I, I don't feel like anything's really gonna happen from this at all. But I feel one thing I, I wanted to do was watch the right a little bit because I want to see how they're taking this. And it's not well. It's not. No, good. man. <laughs> uh, an FBI agent or an FBI office in Ohio. A guy tried to break in today with a gun. And I'm. Oh, Jesus. It, there's a chance it's related to this. I don't know. I It happened late in the afternoon today. And he was chased down and murdered by the FBI. Fucking hell. Uh, but I don't know if it has anything related to this, but it certainly is uncanny timing. If right, someone armed right, is right. trying to break into a, a field office in Ohio three days after the, the former president was raided, there's been uh, several senators who have uh, and, and Congress people who have come out really upset about what happened to him. And dude, hashtag civil war yeah, is trending. I mean, there's people who are like posting on multiple message boards. Uh, they... They dox this judge, yeah, and they 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 he's getting death threats and you know sending death threats to a, a federal judge. That's that you're going to that's, jail. That's for a not a real, real long time. That's not a thing you should you're do. You're a real stupid person. You are if you a do genuinely that. You are a genuinely dumb person. That's as dumb as breaking into an FBI field office. Really, everything is very. But well, the one well, thing what's it, the plan? It, the one thing it tells you though is this is a hyper volatile situation. Fuck yeah, man. These people. These people yeah. have fallen into this cult in a way that is terrifying and they are willing to do literally anything for them. And it, it's not only the fucking crazy people that have this like Trump, they have the Trump derangement Yeah, right, like, absolutely. Right? That's a total projection. But Trump is absolutely just pouring gas on fucking what he knows. A. If you, there is no way to look at this man and say this man actually cares about the country. Yeah. This man actually cares. He's like a civil, like does anybody believe that this man is a fucking civil servant? Yeah. Like, there's no way you believe that. What you think is he is a deposed emperor. Yeah. That is what you believe. You believe that you want your fucking deposed emperor yes. to be back in power yeah. because you want to ride the coattails of that power 
through like some associative element, either association through your whiteness, association association through your money, association in some other yeah, way. Right. You want it, you want your fucking deposed fucking emperor yeah. to come back from his exile on shit island yeah. in Mar-a-Lago to come back over and then, you know, we can all fucking celebrate. This guy will throw gas on the fire when you see something like trending like hashtag civil war. You can't care about the country. No, no. And throw gas yeah. on the fire. But this guy is gleefully pouring gas on yeah. the fire because he rakes in the dough. He's just making, he's personally making enormous amounts of money. Yeah. I I am, this is a this is scary though, because what it says to me is we've been watching these January 6th hearings yeah. throughout Watch the them whole all. thing. And it's it's clear that Trump Trump very much wanted to bring a bunch of people that were clearly armed down to the the house and he wanted them he wanted to lead them in. Yeah. He very much wanted that to happen. Yep. And it's very clear that he wanted it to happen cuz it's corroborated by dozens of people. Absolutely. Right? Dozens yep. of people. It's corroborated by evidence of logs. It's corroborated by phone calls. It's corroborated by like I say, dozens of it interviews. It can't be properly There's disputed. no way yeah. that this is that this is just like some kind of weird manufactured thing unless they all got together and had this weird conversation like we yep. got to throw Trump under the bus. He very much, he he feels like he's guilty of a lot of things. So right? much, man. I don't know that he's going to face any charges because look at what happens no. just with one search warrant. Like, and, the, and, it, and I don't even think, like I said, I don't even think it's going to be a big deal for him. I think it's it, there's nothing's going to happen out of this. And look at his followers. Could you imagine if they take him into custody? What's going to happen? Dude, I, yeah, I actually thought about that. I, I'm not sure he should be arrested. I What I hope is that he is, his reputation, because I think that there are there's a hardcore element of Trump loyalists who are not Republicans. They are just Trump loyalists. Yeah. And they don't, they they kind of don't count, right? They're, I don't think they're numerically significant yeah. enough to carry an election anymore. I think you've got to have just the average, you got to have those fucking crazies, but then you also have to have the Republicans. Every single Republican has to be on board. And I, and, and I think that this sort of stuff is just, it's, it's another nail in that coffin. It's more tarnish on the reputation. It's more stain on the legacy. It's more, God, this guy's fucking poisonous and toxic. And like, we've still got two more years to continue to, burn that reputation with the truth. Yeah. That's how you burn it, is you burn it with the actual truth. There is no reasonable argument to be made that this is a deep state operative action. Like, all the important power players were Trump appointees. Yeah. In this action. Yeah. All of them. If you believe in the deep state, if you think, I mean, you're- You're a fucking probably idiot. Probably a dumb person. Yeah. But if you believe in the deep state- you have to do so many mental jumps to make this work. Right. Where it's not even a deep state anymore. You're like, yeah. okay, but what, like how, what kind of D chess is it to appoint the same guy who's going to serve here with search warrant? Right. Yeah. Like, and, I mean, like, right. my God, how deep are we in here? Also, isn't this a guy who's going to hire only the best people? Yeah, I know. They're so great. Right. You'll be tired of how great they'll yeah, be. I mean, like, that's what he said. And like, and now it, it's, he hates them all and they're all, right. but it's funny because there's a quote from a Stephanie Grisham that I was reading in one of the articles we covered, we reading today for prepping for talking about Trump. And, and she basically says like, you have to, you have to do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, and he can turn on you like that. And that's the real key is that he's such a narcissist yeah. that he doesn't give a fuck about you. You better give him extreme loyalty. You have to do everything you can and you have to prove your loyal day in and day out. 
And if he will turn on you in a second, he yeah. has no loyalty to anyone. Right. Yeah. I, I was, and, I was, yep. Yeah. And yeah. so that's that's the that's the real rub. And and this is a this is a volatile situation. It's scary. Like, because we're in a time now where, I mean, and the worst part is, is like there could easily be a jettisoning of Trump by the Republicans, by the right in this country. They can do the right thing. They could easily just walk right in and they could say, you know what, Mitch McConnell walks in and be like, you know what? We don't want any presidents who are getting searched by the FBI. We stand with our FBI agents because they're they've Law been the wing of the Republican Party for years, and so we stand with them. And you know what? We're we're back the blue and whatever. I mean, like you have like Marjorie Taylor Greene saying defund the FBI. She's selling shirts. Yeah. Defund the FBI shirts. So you have you have a situation now where they are so afraid of jettisoning him yeah. that they won't, but they can. There's so many opportunities, right, to do the right thing. And they will not take anyone up on these. There's only like three or four Republicans who are willing to take a stand. And then some of them are Cheney's for Christ's sake. I do it. What world are we living yeah. in where that's the case? Where it, it, it does seem like we are increasingly at a place where there is going to have to be a schism. And the Marjorie Taylor Greens are fucked, right? Because I, th- I do think that the Trump world is imploding upon itself. I hope and it the, is, And the, the, the right. sort of like maggots are all beginning to just like crumble. And I think all of that, all of that was a house of cards. None of that was ever stable. And you're just watching the whole thing implode person after person and event after event. But the problem is you've got these fuckers that are in office that cannot extricate themselves from that world. And so- They've got no choice but to keep doubling down and doubling right, down. Right. But I do think that the right-wing establishment at some point is going to say, all right, we got a problem. We got some cancer. It's got to be excised. I hope so. But like- I hope so, man. Because the MTGs can't, I can't, I can't see how like the Hollies and the M- Gates and the MTGs and the Boberts. God, I just like, I don't want to even live in a world where they could be either. successful. God, I don't even. I don't I, know how that would work. I will say this though. You know, when you say that they could be successful, I was thinking about this. If Trump would have played by regular rules most of the time. Oh man, we'd be fucked. You'd be fucked. We'd right be now. fucked. You'd man. be fucked right now. Yep. He'd be the next Reagan. Guaranteed he'd yep. be the next Reagan. Because yep. with his attitude and playing within the rules, even all the fucking boneheaded shit he did yep. throughout his entire presidency, if he would have played a little bit within the rules, I think, yep, wouldn't it be an issue? Wouldn't I think he, I think he just played his hand one too far. One, just yeah. one too well, far. I think I just don't think he can ever play clean. And this no, proves it, yeah, right? right? Like him walking out with all this shit. I think he was dirty the whole time. You know, they're talking right now, the right wing people are talking about, oh, well, when we take power, we're gonna look into Hunter's laptop. And I'm thinking, you guys had. Four years to do that under Trump. Yeah, why are you like looking at specifically? Him now? Like, if you had anything, wouldn't a Zelensky said anything when he was trying to coerce him? Which is what he got impeached for in the first I know. place. I like, know. Like, if they had anything, they would have brought something forward. They didn't have anything then. Yeah, but I, you know, I, again, I, I go back to the metaphor of like, like, what if they searched your house? Like, I don't think there's anything there. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is that like all of this was smokescreen bullshit. If there was some smoking gun on Hunter's laptop, they'd have put they'd it. They'd have found it. They'd have Somebody found, found it. it. Somebody would have put, like, there's nothing there. It's like, oh, well, you know, we're going to look into the guys in the January 6th committee. Fucking look into them. Yeah. Then look into them. It's like, I, if you, like, fine. Like, I think, you know, can you create smoke from nothing? Yeah, to some degree, of course you can, right? But 
it, it it tends to go nowhere. Think about how hard they went after Hillary after Benghazi. Yeah, yeah no. And they, they a, a committee after committee, investigation, and they never found anything significant. I think the thing is, is though, that, that they started this back and forth, especially under Hillary, with this retaliation. It was retaliatory, right? Yeah. We're in power and we're going to make you answer to us. And then the moment the, the, the Democrats got in power... They were like, no, there's some serious shit that happened. Like, this is not, you, that's not normal. That's not a normal conversation. But they took it as, well, they're doing the same thing yeah, we did with Hillary. Tip so the moment we come back, we're going to do the same thing to you. And you're like, no, but we're, like, it's not retaliatory. They're not doing it because they fucking makes them feel better. They're doing it because there was some serious crimes and serious things happened. Like, yeah. everybody, was like, like the, the the Mueller report even says, like they're just too stupid to take advantage of it, but there was a, an attempt at collusion. Yeah, they, yeah, absolutely. Like the Russians, it's so funny because people forget that about the Mueller report. They're like, oh, there was nothing there. There was a lot there. There was a lot there. First of all, there was obstruction of justice. Yeah. Which was there. And then second of all, to your exact point, like, the Russians absolutely meddled in that election. And they, they got, want and they, they wanted to do more. Right. These people were just too stupid to take advantage right. of. Right. They're just too fucking done. They're yeah. playing fucking and negative one D chess. Our side wanted to, too. They were just too stupid Absolutely. to do it. So it's like- How it's, frustrating yeah. would it be to be Russian in that I scenario? Mean, could you imagine? You're just yeah. like, what is it? Is it fucking Mo, Larry, and Curly over right. there? I am trying uh. here to destroy <laughs> democracy. You're too stupid. I just hold my hand up like this, and you do this, and it's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> no, but, uh, but, but seriously, the, uh, the, the, the retaliation back and forth I think they, because it's such projection, because I don't, like, like look, I, I don't think you should be doing this stuff because you just are bored or because you just don't no. like the other side. I think that the, every time the Democrats have brought somebody up, there's been a serious something that's happened. It's not like they're yeah, like, man. oh man, there might be something on a laptop, so let's look into it. Yeah, well, also like, I just want to be very clear on all this is an insane thing to say, but just want to make sure it goes without saying. If 10,000 people storm the fucking Capitol to try to like, keep Biden in office should he lose then we should look into that we should absolutely look into that like we should sure. fucking burn sure. everything down yeah, to look sure. into that for like sure. I'm not this isn't like a partisan thing I think like if people smash fucking windows open with flagpoles yeah, and a human meat pours in to the windows like a fucking waterfall of insanity <laughs> then yeah we yeah. should probably look into that because yeah. who doesn't look into that yeah yeah. What is the solution? Just be like, I don't know. An attack on the American they, Capitol, let it go. They seriously wanted to just let it go. Yeah, they uh, seriously wanted to let it go. They would say shit like it's time to move on. The Republicans said that if like they like it was like January 9th. Right. And they're like, no, we're done talking about uh, it. Uh, you know, we're done talking about it. Pretty much we all over. got together and said this is really bad press for us, so let's just quit talking about it. Yeah, I, I mean, that one guy's still running away. Ixlay so. on the Ixlay. <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> Someone in here. Hello, someone in here. FBI, open up! Ah, what the hell? We're executing a search. What are you doing? Uh, pooping? No, what website are you on? Uh, AdamandEve.com. Have you used Code Glory? N no, not yet. Well, you better, because when you do, you pick almost any one item and you'll get 50% off. Uh, I, I know. You have, a, you have a helicopter? Oh, I'm getting a free gift. Copy. One free gift for you, one free gift for them, and a third gift you'll both enjoy. Okay. Open the door of the toilet. What? Repeat. Open the door of the toilet. Hello? 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 
Okay, I'll use code glory. You better! Can I poop now? Affirmative! Because I gotta drop a bomb. What? Nuclear bomb? No, 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 just the toilet! The toilet! The toilet! Okay, proceed. Thank you. And don't delete any emails, we'll be back. Really? No. Use code glory! Okay. So you gonna go? Can you stop watching me? No, it's kinda what we do. Alright then. I should. Use code GLORY first. Okay. I appreciate it. You know what? I don't know why people get so embarrassed when they come in here and see Miss Sylvia at the pharmacy. <laughs> Shoot, ain't nothing wrong with having scrotal acne. <laughs> All right, now, now don't forget to wash down there with really hot water. And whatever you do, don't squeeze them. Because windows things pop Lord have mercy. So story comes from Fox News on purpose because their coverage is shit. And I wanted to point it out. Minnesota pharmacist who denied emergency contraception wins case. We should be able to live out our beliefs. So this is exactly what it sounds like. A woman went in to get emergency contraception um, and a pharmacist in Minnesota refused to provide uh, those medicines that were prescribed, that were available, and right. were the medicines that she should have gotten. And she sued. She sued because that's fucking bullshit. And the courts were like, you know, you know what's more important than women's rights? Well, first, virtually everything. Yeah. Because course, America. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, and second, uh, religion. You know, somebody yeah. should be able to live out their beliefs. The way that Fox frames this is so fucking appalling. They spend all of their time sort of conveying the pharmacist's viewpoint in this article. I just think it's really telling. It's one of those things where you look at yeah. the, the journalism in quotes. And so I want to read it to you. Minnesota pharmacist George Bidu faced legal trouble after he refused to provide emergency contraceptive pills to a patient in 2019 because of his personal religious beliefs. Quote, I couldn't fill this prescription because one of the possible mechanisms of action of the medication is that it can prevent the implantation of a fertilized egg into the universe. universe. Told the fox and you said universe. Into the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's all right. I'll allow it. Uterus. Badu went on to say that the patient's... Went on to say the patient's move to sue him for refusing to supply the morning after pills surprised him. He also argued that medical professionals should not be forced to leave their deeply held beliefs in their back pockets on the job. We should be able to live out our beliefs in our workplace, he said. Pirro noted that although Badiou won the case, the plaintiff received $25,000 for emotional harm well, as well. Though. But that's a confusing feature of Minnesota trial practice, said the attorney. The jury is instructed that their job isn't done until the damages question is answered, regardless of how you answered the liability question. And then they went on to explain that although the plaintiff was awarded damages, they will not receive those damages after failing to prove what their a case. Dumb thing to do. And then this part makes me crazy. So then again, Badu, they spend all their time talking to the fucking pharmacist, guys. None of this time talking to the woman who was denied medicine. I did everything I could in light of the facts, Badu said. 
and I went out of my way to phone the patient when there was a small possibility that the pharmacist who would be working the next day who would fill the prescription might not make it because of a snowstorm forecast. Those things are, you need those things because it's it's like the it's day timely, after dude. pill. It's the Super day timely. after pill. And that's like, and I don't want to hear like, you're like you're killing a baby or whatever. It's a fucking it's a it's you can't even see it, man. Right. You literally can't even see it. If you saw like like a discharge, you wouldn't be able to pick it out. It's a nope. fucking it's smaller than the head of a pencil. You cannot see it at that point. It just stops the the fertilization from the, the it fertilizes, but it can't sit on the wall. It just flushes it off the wall. There's nothing there, man. Nothing. Nothing this at all. This isn't this isn't like unless you believe like it's a fully fucking college aged adult <laughs> when it gets fucking conceived. It's absolutely maddening. And I want to say this. Here's what I'm going to do. This is yeah. my work plan from now until forever. I'm going to go in and I'm going to learn how to be a blood transfer guy. That's what I'm going to do. Transfusions. That's okay. going to be my yeah. specialist. And I'm going to be a Jehovah's Witness. And then I'm going to sit at my fucking desk all day. And anybody who comes in, be like, sorry, I don't believe in transfusions. Can't do it. Because I'm a Jehovah's Witness. That's an abomination. And I'm going to play fucking words with friends and angry birds all day <laughs> with my feet up because I don't have to do anything yep. because I don't believe in it. Yeah, man. It's fucking bullshit. And it's dangerous. And like he tries to, they, Fox allows this motherfucker to downplay the danger by saying like, oh, well, you know, I was going to set her up with a different pharmacist who would do it. Well, fucking what if the uh, what if there was no pharmacist in your fucking backwater yeah, hillbilly no bullshit pharmacy? Yeah. Yeah. What if there was nobody? Then what? She's just fucked and the Minnesota says, "Yeah, she's just fucked. She gets nothing. She goes to the doctor, she wants medicine. She's supposed to get this fucking medicine. Her and her doctor make a fucking personal medical decision. The pharmacist, it's got nothing to do with you." Fill the fucking prescription. If your objection to the medicine is a personal fucking objection, that has nothing to do with anything. That'd be like if I was like, hey, you know what? I don't want to sell you Pringles. I think those are gross. Yeah. That's fucking weird. It's the same Why are thing. you weird? Sell people shit. It's the same thing. Should Why? I not sell cigarettes because they fucking kill people? Why? Like, like you don't get to you don't get to make those decisions in anything else you do. Right. It seems like they're the only ones, and it's because religion is the only thing yes. that we seem to look at and say, no, that trumps everything. It's like, no, your fucking beliefs don't trump everything. They just don't. Do another fucking job, man. Right. Like. You picked the wrong job. You know, there's plenty of re regulations for so many different jobs that are, you know, for instance, and I don't know if this is true, but I guess I had heard that if you want to be a pilot, you have to have a good vision, right? You, sure. have to have, yeah, you can't wear glasses. Right. Or I've heard the same thing. I don't know if it's true, but I guess you can't wear glasses. From what I've heard, you can't wear glasses. I could be, I gotta be honest. Yeah, I don't care. Don't send an email. But here's the thing. Like I'm using it's it as an explanation, as sort of like a metaphor. Just because you want to doesn't mean you can get into that profession, right? You just right. can't get into that profession if you're not, if you just don't have good enough eyesight. Well, same thing here. It's like, we there should be something here that you get a questionnaire when you come in. This should be mandated by the state. You just have to give out those things. If you don't want to do Absolutely. it, get out of the profession. Go do something else. Or they should start like little, like, 
fucking, you know, those, uh, those, those health insurance scam things they have. They should yeah, do the right. same thing for pharmacies. You want to be a religious fucking nutcase and you want to go fucking grab something from there. Go to your weird fucking co-op religious pharmacy where they don't give away that stuff and you could feel good about yourself or whatever. They call that Walgreens. Okay. <laughs> so you can go to your fucking weird Walgreens. little co-op. Although it turns out CVS is doing the same thing. Holy from shit. You can't I, go fucking I, anywhere. I thought I read that it said CVS. I got to ask people, where can we go? And I want to ask the pharmacist, anybody in the, I'm thinking Target. If Target has a pharmacy, because they're a pretty progressive oh, company. The grocery stores too. So I wonder if Target would do something like this. I wonder if Target, if somebody came in, if they would allow their pharmacist, I kind of want somebody to ask or figure out, like what pharmacies can we promote as a place to go? Because it's fucking ridiculous. It is, man. It is. And like, it's right now, it's limited. We talked about this before, but it's it's, it's problematic, but like, what if the pharmacist had an objection, some personally held belief objection uh, to pain management? Sure. Right? Yeah. What if, what if their brother, yeah. like legitimately, like what if their fucking brother died of an opiate overdose? And they're like, you know what? I actually don't believe that opiates are a good medicine. I don't think we should prescribe them. I have a personally strongly held belief yeah. that, so like, so now I got fucking- sure cancer and I need fucking pain management and I go and the pharmacist is like sorry double fuck you sorry I don't give those fuck things you. out that's between you and your doctor the pharmacist is there to keep you safely keep you safe giving out your medicines they are not there to decide what your medical treatment should be that's I, a fucking grotesque misstep it really is I want to touch on something you talked about though really quickly you said earlier you're like what if nobody's around or what if there's another farm not a pharmacy around I read an article this week that talked about pharmacy deserts are just as real as food deserts. I don't doubt that Especially for a second, Especially in low-income neighborhoods and rural areas, pharmacy deserts are just as real. And what happens is, is you're stuck with your guy. This is your guy for yeah, miles man. or for, in some cases in the inner city, for the entirety of how far you can go without spending money. Right. Right? Yeah. So if you're in poverty, you're in a place, you have to pay $275 to get on the train to go somewhere. That's an extra $275. Plus, maybe you got to pay a transfer to get back on. How much are you going to have to pay to just go get your medicine? Whereas you could just walk down the street. Well, if the pharmacy isn't going to give you your stuff or they have some weird, deeply held belief, are you going to be fucked? Are you basically, you just can't, yep. sorry, you're fucked now. So this is, this is a really... This is a really insidious problem that someone needs to solve. There needs to be some sort of legislation that basically says, no, absolutely, absolutely. not. Absolutely. No more. You want to do this, start your own weird fucking culty fucking religious thing, but that's not a pharmacy. You call that what you want and you guys give medicine to each other. Yep. Shoot it up each other's ass, whatever you want to do, but not, this isn't how pharmacies work anymore. It should be part of your licensing. Exactly. It should be part of your fucking, your part of your licensing is like, look, you can't fucking turn people down for medicine unless there's a legitimate yes. medical reason to turn them down because that's not your fucking call. Absolutely. One risk-taking homosexual, please. It's a pleasure doing business with you. Wait, how do they know? I'm not even out at work yet. Hey, I didn't know you were gay. So adventurous. This story comes from NBC News. Facebook turned over chat messages between mother and daughter, now charged over abortion. The company was served with a warrant for the messages, which experts worry could become common. So that's 
that's kind of the story here. Like the yeah. the the daughter was messaging mom um, about you know her plans to have an abortion. To uh, she she got an abortion using uh, medication. Medication. So she got a medication yeah. abortion. Um, the state that she's in has a law that says you can't have an abortion after I think twenty weeks. It was twenty two. Okay, 22 yeah. weeks? No, it was after 20. She was 22. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the, the state law was 20, and she was like a 22, so she... Again, we don't know if that's true either. Right, Right. yeah. Because right. We t- when we right. talk to Jessica, she's like, they just go by a number. They don't know. Right, yeah. This is... But but the, the heart and soul of this story is that this kind of egregious, invasive, privacy bullshit is now part of our life. That's what... That's what that's what this ruling, that's what the Dobbs ruling did, right? Is it said, you don't have a right to privacy. Yeah. So you're messaging your fucking mother and saying, hey, mom, I want fucking thinking of making this fucking medical decision yeah. and I want to talk about it with my mom. And now that fucking personal conversation with your fucking mom can be used against you. It's crazy because, you know, the right is all about privacy when it comes to Trump's place. Fucking right, yeah. Mar-a-Lago, right? All about privacy. But when it comes to this, yeah. no, we should invade your privacy. We should invade your privacy. We should invade your privacy. And this is a, like you said, a personal medical decision. This, you know, you're you're basically saying we want to force young teenagers to have children. We want we yes. want more teen pregnancies. Absolutely, we want more teen pregnancies in the America. That's what we want. Yep. And you know, we want more people to have kids they don't want to have. Do you, do you know anybody who had like kids as a like an early teen? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I I knew so there was a girl in my high school, really bright girl, like really bright girl, and she had a kid while she was in high school. Like she literally had a kid. Like she was yeah. pregnant in high school, had a kid in high school. I don't think she ever went on to to get like, you know, a degree or anything like that. She just became a mom, but she was like a really bright girl. I remember, you know, knowing her and being on like her. She was, she was in my friend's circle. She wasn't like a close friend, but she was in my friend's circle. She was always very sweet, but she got, you know, she got pregnant in high school. You know, you, we, we, if we make it harder for women to get abortions and especially for young kids at this point, young kids to get abortions, you're going to see more and more and more. It's going to be brain drain. Yeah, on, on women. It's going to be yep. brain drain because they're the ones who bear the responsibility for this. And very often, it's not about, you know, this, this fight of, I got, I'm going to, you're killing a baby or whatever. No, very often, the decision is made, and we're talking way often, when 90% of the time it's made before it's really even a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is like, the. And we've talked about this before, but I mean, the Ohio case is a, is a terrific example. Here you have it is not a bug in the system. It is a feature. It is intentional that the, the system is intended to turn people into mothers against their will. You're right. That is exactly right. so. And it doesn't matter to the right whether those people in question are 10 years old or 40 years old. They do not give a shit. What they want is more women to be burdened with children. And they don't want the men aren't burdened. They want more women to be burdened with children that they do not want. There's nothing else. There's no other way to read that conversation. These are, in every case where somebody seeks an abortion, that is a woman who wants an abortion, that means a woman who is, does not want to have that child. Yeah. In every case. That's literally, I mean, so the state is intervening and saying, no, 
Fuck that. That is not your call. Your body does not, you do not have autonomy over your own body. And like the intent of that, I think, is to pull women out of competition with men. I just, I just, I know I've come to that, but I just cannot understand how it could be anything else. I cannot. And it's, and it's not just, it's not just a war on women. We talked about it early when this happened, but it's a class war too. Oh, fucking right it is. Yep. This is, this is something that way more often people that are living in poverty are going to have to have children that they didn't want because they can't make it that 800 miles across the state line or whatever it is, two state lines, three state lines, four state lines they've got to go across. They can't just travel on a whim for work to just up and leave for a couple days. They can't do it. Their jobs don't allow it. They don't have the funds. They don't have the the resources. They don't have the childcare, the family support. When when you are somebody who's fucking has is wealthy or even if you're just middle class this is burdensome and it's annoying but it's not impossible yeah right when you're somebody who has no means it is sentencing you to have a child because you had sex yep yeah it's and it's it's and and the the entirety of the burden of responsibility from a sexual act is borne only by one partner in that sexual activity it's it is a grotesquerie it just is. I think back, and I know this is like a weird analogy, but I remember when I was like 21, 22, and I was broke as fuck, and I had my first apartment, and like I had this car, and the alternator went out on the car, and I got the alternator fixed. They put a bad alternator in it. They put like a not OEM alternator in it, and it failed again a second time, and they wouldn't cover it. It was a kind of a shady shop, and like got towed to the same shop, and I was like, hey, I was just here like two weeks ago. And they're like, oh yeah, you know, bad parts is bad parts. And I'm like 22, I don't know anything. And my car just sat in their lot. And I didn't have the money to get my car back from, and it was like $400. And so I was like, well, fuck. And for months, I always, I was down to one, like the, we were down to one car. For months, I did not have access to my car until I could scrape together the four or 500 bucks. It's very easy for many, many people to look at an expense of just a few hundred dollars. And that few hundred dollars can take you months or longer if you can even get it. Look at like Modest Needs. Modest Needs, their entire business model as a charity is built around giving away about $700 to pull people from the brink of poverty. And you look at that and you say, man, we are going to make it that much harder for this specific class of women to have access to their own bodily autonomy. That is what we are going to do with this. And And like, we're going to invade your Facebook messages. And it's going to, the other problem too, is it's going to, it's going to now having a kid isn't cheap and you're already in poverty. So now what? You'll never ever climb out. It's going to be hard. It's exponentially harder the more children you have. And you're basically forcing those people to have kids in a forced birth scenario when they could, and and way more often, we're talking way more often than not, it would have been nothing but a day after pill or something. Yeah, 100%, man. It's, uh, you, you can you can take a, you can have a medical, uh, just a pill abortion up to 12 weeks. Yeah. Up to 12 weeks. But like in, in, in these states where they have restricted access to abortion, and then, you know, in, in this case of this story here, where they're logging into your fucking or subpoenaing yeah, your fucking no. private messages between you and your parent. It 
we're living in a different world than we had before, right? So we're living in a world where a lot of our communication is not verbal. It's not just like a, like a, if, if I had a conversation just verbally with my dad, my dad would just lie about it, right? He could just be like, yeah, I didn't talk to Tom about that. He just, I just didn't talk to Tom about that. But now so much of our communication is written. There's a record of so much of it. And we are going to get into this fucking spy versus spy espionage level shit where it's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to talk about, you know, an abortion. I better not fucking text message yeah, it. I better not fucking messenger or signal or telegram or Instagram or fucking whatever. Fucking because all that shit could be subpoenaed. All the regular normal ways that humans now communicate with one another. All that shit you got to put on the back. Bar. Whoa. The, People are gonna get a fucking burner phones to get abortions, man. Yeah, man. The the way is the way I guess to prevent this from happening is anything that you know you don't want to keep, you have to do the like. There's a private setting on Facebook Messenger that basically makes it so it, it like deletes it after you read it or whatever. Oh, really? Okay. So there is a way to do it. I'm not quite sure. You can look it up, but there is a way. It's so you can cheat on your spouse. I mean, like, let's there, that's oh what it's God. for. It's made for that. But it's really like you can delete. Shit. I can't believe so. This. But like there is there is a yeah. way to do it. So you know I don't think you should throw it away because it is end to end encrypted. Supposedly right. they can't read it, but they can give it to them. Right. Right. And so you can take the. So does Facebook itself delete it? Uh, I think uh, I don't know that. I don't know that because I wonder if but they would still. They did comply mention with it in this article. Yeah. They did mention right. it in this article. They mentioned that that. It can be lost or can be pulled out if you delete it or whatever. But delete it like in this special way, which right. is like make this a secret or whatever. And it just goes away like, supposedly. But I don't think it ever goes away. I don't think anything ever goes away. Right. So that'll be really interesting to see when that comes up, right? If Facebook is like, yeah, we said that, but we really didn't mean it. Yeah. I, I, you know, and who knows? Right. I wonder... I am always dubious of the idea sure. that anything that's that's typed out isn't forever. Yeah. And like my my thought is like, God damn, we're going to be at a place where we're going to have to just, you're going to have to kick it old school if you're talking about- Yeah, you're going to have to smoke signal something. Right. Yeah. You're gonna have, or pick up the phone and actually have a conversation. You're yeah. going to have to have voice-only conversation yeah. because there's no- Carrier pigeon is the Fucking way. Fucking A, right? Carrier pigeon. It started though. It yeah. started. Yeah. He's a life changer, miracle arranger, born to the virgin mom in a manger, water to wine, he's a drink exchanger, and he died for your sins. This story comes from uh, pinknews.co.uk. I fear these people enjoying it with us on uh, the picture. On the video, the picture is just so good. This is so a good. terrific stop. It's so good. They, you know, somebody went through their live photo on you on uh, on iPhone. And we're just like, oh no 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 no, 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 Republican no, 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 so I read this. So her comment, her comment. We can play it maybe, Tom. Let's see. Oh, yeah. We, we could just play it. Let's play it. Maybe we need to have some sort of legislation that requires Constitution Alive and biblical citizenship training in our schools. Uh, and, and that's how we get things turned around. Uh, but there, there has to be real leadership from the Republicans, especially now. Biblical citizenship training. Cecil. What the fuck does that even mean? I have no idea. What that means. Neither does Lauren. No, let me be clear. You're right. You're right. Neither does Lauren no. Bobert. This is all they are. 
they are playing provocateur. Yes. And they know that it, that there has been a base. A, basically, Trump was the churn, right? Trump yeah. churned up all these fucking people who've never been involved in politics yeah. ever. Yeah. And he tuned them up to be like, look at who you can hurt yeah. just by following me. Look at what I'll do for you. I will hurt people and you liking me will also hurt people. Yes, right. And this is a good thing for everybody. And they glommed onto it. They were like, no, this is perfect. I I want I want people to feel bad. So I will do what I can because yep. I don't give a fuck if you fuck things up. As long as I get to hurt people along the way, yep. it's good. And so they all recognized. I think every one of these people recognized that they can pluck from this group of absolute schmucks yep. and tune them up as much as possible by saying the most outrageous shit they possibly can think of and it plays to their base yeah, man. because their base is literally muck that somebody dragged yeah. up yeah. in the last election cycle. This is this is bottom feeder Republican deepity bullshit. Yes. It doesn't mean it. You're right. What is biblical citizenship training mean? Yeah. She doesn't know. Yeah. These are just three words that she likes. And she's shit them together. Yeah. What, what the fuck is biblical citizenship? It doesn't even, that literally, am I going to become a citizen of the Bible? What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. This is also a human being who is so deeply uneducated on literally every meaningful topic you can be educated on, who is advocating for more education. I would, I would take a fucking biblical literacy test side by side oh and head God, to head with Lauren in Boebert. Second, in a second. I would... Oh, I would say, and I am not by any stretch a biblical scholar. I do it with any Republican. I would do it right now, I and I would fucking slam dunk that yeah. shit. I do it with any Republican. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I my God. I would do God. the same thing with naming parts of the women's reproductive system. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because you know they don't yeah. know what the fuck's going on. They have no on. idea. They don't no know. No idea. They're like, no, man. If there's a rape, your body knows how to shoot that thing out like a cannon or That's whatever. It, These people, legit, they, yeah, they right. say the most outrageous shit. Insane shit. Where you're just like, oh my God, dude. Yeah. How did you have kids? Like, yeah. how did that happen? Yeah. Like, did you just... Like, did she have a cup and stand across the room? And did you play like a fucking, like, did you shoot a three-pointer? What happened? What happened for you to even fuck to have children? You don't know no, that uh, yeah. much. You don't even know that much. No, man, this Thinking is- Thinking about Shapiro being like, I don't, I think a wet pussy's uh, a disease. That doesn't, my wife says that doesn't My happen. wife doesn't have a wet pussy. I'm She's sorry. never said anything about this. There is no such thing as a I wet pussy. Know. I think that's a myth. It's like I a clitoris. She, I, <laughs> look, all I know is whenever I'm horny, she's got a headache. So yeah, I'm not so sure. I don't know. I don't even know uh, how any of you all have sex. <laughs> no, but seriously, like these people say the fucking quiet Insane part out shit. loud and you're oh, just like, all the time. you don't, but, but a hundred percent any, I mean, I, I will take any test. I don't yep. care what it is. Just like same. the fucking LSAT, I'll probably right. beat him. I cannot imagine a world where Lauren, Lauren Boebert is advocating for some kind of testing, she can't fail. I cannot imagine it. She would fail any test. I actually think she could write the test yeah, and, and write the answers. She's, you could spin her around blindfolded three times and she would fail that test. It's, it's, I'm not sure she knows where she's at most of the so time. It's so bad. It's so bad. I'm so embarrassed because Colorado is a very populous state. Now. Fucking A, man. And th this district has so many people. I mean, I can't believe there's that many people in her district that are 
that are saying her. Unless it's to just tune other people up and you don't care about it. Because she's not there for you. She's not doing anything for you. If she's on a TV show talking about this garbage. And that's the thing too, is like none of these fucking right-wing provocateur, liar, bottom feeder, bullshit troglodytes, they don't actually introduce and advance any legislation. MTG and Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates and fucking Josh Hawley, None of these, I would have said Cawthorn, but he got fired. Like, none of these fucking people actually do their job. They don't do any work. What they are is fucking noisemakers. Right. They are fucking New Year's exactly. Eve exactly. fucking noisemakers. Spin them around and they make a cranking that's sound. It. That's, that's it. it. That's They're, it. That's it. They have no fucking purpose. You're right. So we'd like to thank our patrons. Of course, we'd like to thank all our patrons. We'd like to thank our newest patrons, Nick S. Geist, Cobalt Piston, and, Cic- and the people who up their pledges, Cicadas Sing to Hide the Existential Dread at Their Short Lives. Jesus. Jesus Christ, that's dark. That's dark as shit. Uh, My God. That's why I do a podcast. It's not untrue. All right, so uh, we want to thank you guys for, for being patrons. We really do appreciate it. It is uh, a huge burden to have to pay two salaries and to pay for internet that doesn't work and to pay for all kinds of other things related to the show. We buy ourselves dinner every week. Um, and it couldn't, it couldn't happen if we didn't have patrons. So we want to thank you all for joining in. And I mean, the real burden is using the money to pay Ian. Yeah. That That's the real burden. burden. Terrible burden. We got a voicemail I want to play for you guys. All right. Hey guys, my name's Tracy and I live in Austin and I just heard about the Alex Jones settlement details and I have heard about you guys wanting their, or wanting his desk. I thought that, uh, if it would be helpful and you guys actually are able to arrange something. I do have a space where I could store it for a few weeks and I have access to a trailer. I'd be happy to pick it up for free and oh, I store love it. it just for you guys to be able to get that. If that's an option that ever worked out, please give me a call. <laughs> that is fucking outstanding. That is Tracy. so good. Thank you so much. Here's, here's the thing. So Tracy's referring to the judgment that came out, the $45 million judgment, yep. the punitive damage judgment that you mentioned might be capped because right. there might be a cap on that. But when they were deciding this, you, we had a conversation with Knowledge Fight a while ago, and you had said, I wonder if they're going to make it so he can't do something anymore, can't record right. anymore. And when they were deciding it, some of the thoughts were, how can we damage him so he has to not do this anymore? Right. So it's not that they were going to pass down a rule for this or a law or something that right. would make, like stop him from doing it. They were just going to make it so he just didn't have any kind of means to doing it anymore. And that every single cent he would make off of it would, in the future, would always be given to someone else. So he wouldn't do it. He would just stop doing it. Yeah, whatever takes him off the air. And I think like, that will. I, I that hope would, that I will. Think. Yeah. I think it will. Yeah. I think they're probably going to have to like sell his whole stuff. My my sincerest hope is that that cell phone problem that he's got sends him to fucking prison. That's what I hope too. Yeah. I hope it sells him to prison. We talked about it on the stream tonight, which was really bad and choppy because um, we had terrible internet. But we talked about the Roger Stone thing and Roger Stone got a, a naked picture of his wife yeah. from him, which is, ugh. yeah, terrible. But, you know, there's other crazy shit on there. Could And the January 6th committee has asked for his cell phone records. Yep. So it's 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 a, it's a pretty bad situation for Alex. I don't know if they're ever going to sell that desk, but if they will, I'm all in. Oh, dude, yes. I'm all in. I will, I will fucking mortgage everything <laughs> in my life to get that desk. That desk? I oh. will do anything I can 
to suddenly have an Infos Wars desk, I'll change the entire structure of our studio oh, to fit it in and make it our thing. That is our be, thing now. Mwah. I will fucking get it here. I will drive down myself. I'll carry it on my back from Cecil, Texas if I have to. Part of me wants to buy it and then gift it to the Knowledge Fight That guy. would be so funny. How great. The only It'd thing is, like, gift, you know they're going to put ketchup on it. Dan would just you know fucking fill it with his, like, it. fucking They're going to have, like, sauce. a... Like a they're going to have ketchup and like a coat hanger just sitting on it. <laughs> he wouldn't I take care that, of it. I say that, but our table is filthy. It like is. our table, like you can't see it. But that's the thing. You, but can't, see you can't see you it. Can't it's see out it. of camera, but you our table is filthy. <laughs> but it's uh, it's at least out of camera. So uh, so if we, if that's a chance though, I would 100%. Oh. I would so do it. Tom. I want it. God, I want I that desk. So do it. I want that desk. I would, I would put myself in financial hardship. Oh yeah, I would genuinely put you in financial, financial hardship. hardship. Yeah. I would be like, no, I'm, <laughs> like yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna. It would be the only thing I own, and I would be like, no, yeah, I'm good. It. I'm okay. Like, I don't care if I have to sleep under a bridge on the Infowars <laughs> desk. I'll sleep on the Infowars desk. Outstanding, Tom. We got a message from Michael. Yeah, Michael says, "Holy shit! If Georgia gives you a tax credit for a fetus." and you do go get an abortion, then the state of Georgia has subsidized the abortion. Oh, my God. We finally did it. Taxpayer money for abortions. <laughs> That's so true, That's man. That's so great. That's so true. That's so amazing. I love it. Uh, so this week, we want to thank, of course, um, the the dear old dads, the other two-thirds. The other dads. Of the dear old dads for coming on. Tom, of course, is part of that podcast, but Thomas Smith and Eli Bosnick are the other two dads. And uh, first explicit dad show I mean, you got to give it props the, for first explicit dad. The only show. explicit show in the children and family category. It's fucking iTunes. amazing! It's absolutely <laughs> outstanding. You guys, I mean, cheers for that. And it is. I've also I've also talked to people and I've listened to myself. It is not a show just for parents. No, yeah, it's, it's a show about values. It is very much. And so, so yeah. it's not about just like being a dad. It's about your experience being a father, but also what your values are. Right. And people really do enjoy it, whether they're parents or not. So yeah. go check it out. Dear old dads, we'll have a link in the show notes for this episode. Also, I want to remind people that I will be streaming on Twitch on, this, on uh, August 19th, starting August 19th, around in the afternoon, all the way, uh, I'll be playing Path of Exile for like a week, like a week straight. So um, if you want to come check out and hang out with me, go to twitch.tv slash dissonance pod and follow us on Twitch. If you follow us, when I go live, you'll know, you'll get a little email notification. Also, you can check out the, I'm going to put it up. I'm going to, this weekend, so before this release is wide, on Monday, there should be a schedule. I'm going to sit down and actually figure out exactly when I'm going to be streaming. So there will be a schedule for me to um, that I will be actually live. So you'll know when I go live, you'll know every day and I'm going to keep to that schedule. So uh, so go check it out. Um, I'm going to be pretending, not pretending, I'm going to be playing the character of Jesus. So I'm going to actually great. take my hair down. I'm going to have a crown of thorns that I'm not going to wear all the time because it is a little unpleasant to wear. <laughs> but I will wear it sometimes. And I'm just going to be Jesus playing violent video games. And I think it's really funny. And you could come interact with me as Jesus and I'll play along and it'll be fun. And it'll be nice and blasphemous too, which I think will be fun for our audience. So that if you want to come hang out and be blasphemous for a little while, um, hang out with Jesus as he plays video games. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. So go check it out. It's uh, it's going to be, like I say, starting on the 19th. And uh, then we're going to be working, I'm working my way all the way through the week. Um, I only have a week off of work though. So <laughs> not like I'm be streaming indefinitely, but I will be doing it for a week. So it'll be fun. That's a great amount of time. It's a perfect amount of time yeah. to decide if I like Test it. Test it out, To buddy. decide if I like it. All right. So that is going to wrap it up for this week. We are going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. 
Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.